I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Caterpie. At first impression, Caterpie and family aren't very impressive. In actuality though, I would argue they play a very key role in the series, and that their placement in the original games and the anime makes Caterpie, Metapod, and Butterfree some of the most important Pokemon of them all. Caterpie is very explicitly based on a couple of real-life breeds of Caterpillar, and, other than being the size of a dog, doesn't do anything that real Caterpillars can't do. shoots string, it has antenna and a tail based on real species of caterpillars, and it even uses them in the same way to give off a nasty smell and get rid of predators. It wraps itself in a cocoon, and it turns into a butterfly, just like a real caterpillar. That last part is what makes Caterpie so important. Caterpie is one of the earliest wild Pokemon a player can catch in the original games, and is in fact the first wild Pokemon Ash caught in the anime. Evolution is a key part of the Pokemon franchise, and it all makes sense to us now after two decades with the Pocket Monsters, but it was a weird idea once. What better way to introduce it to players than with a very direct, real-world analogue? It's no secret these days that Pokemon developed from Satoshi Tajiri's love of collecting bugs in the real world. The Caterpie line was probably considered early in development, and may even have been the origin of the whole Evolution concept. Certainly the early game placement, and the fact it evolves at just level 7 and 10, feels like a deliberate effort to make this the first evolution a player sees. Every child who has read The Very Hungry Caterpillar understands the concept of the chrysalis and the emerging butterfly. Experiencing these evolutions is a great way to introduce the concept to players before other monsters start using it as a metaphor for less explicitly delineated development. Metapod is, of course, about as interesting as a real-life chrysalis. It doesn't look as cool as Kakuna, and it just sits there. Ones found in the wild can't even use moves other than Harden. There are chuckles to be had from using Harden and then String Shot, and the Kakuna and Metapod minigame in Pokemon Stadium was fun, but ultimately I think we were all grateful that we only had to wait three levels before Metapod evolved again. Butterfree is a cool Pokemon. It looks pretty and cute, as butterflies often do, and it's a great way to get a variety of move types into your team early in the game. In the first generation Game Boy games, if you started with Charmander or Pikachu, then a Butterfree with Confusion was pretty essential against Brock. Butterfree has friends in some pretty high places. And by high places, I mean on the TOP ROPE! Austin Creed of Up Up Down Down, best known as WWE's Xavier Woods, is on record as saying Butterfree is his favourite Pokemon. In the anime, Ash's Butterfree is probably most famous for the episode where it leaves. Ash letting his Butterfree go so it could run away with a Lady Butterfree brought a tear to all our tiny eyes. I do want to talk about that Lady Butterfree for a moment though. The female Butterfree from the anime was bright pink, 
Since then, the concept of shiny Pokémon has been introduced, and the shiny Butterfree does feature some pink coloration, though not in the same way. This was long before shiny Pokémon though, and it's just a classic example of children's entertainment being so desperate to reinforce heteronormative ideas that it bends over backwards to code Butterfree's love interest as female. Even in wild animals, where it is often difficult to distinguish between genders, the girl one had to be pink, so everyone was absolutely totally sure that Ash's Butterfree wasn't gay or into butch chicks. Get woke, Pokemon. Lastly on the subject of Butterfree, I want to talk about the Venomoth in the room. It's a pretty old fan theory on the internet that at some point in development, Venonat was meant to evolve into Butterfree, and Metapod was meant to evolve into Venomoth. Looking at the designs, it makes a lot of sense. Butterfree shares Venonat's eyes and generally more rounded, soft design. Venomoth, on the other hand, is more segmented and has antenna, like Caterpie and Metapod. Often people talk about it as though the sprites were accidentally swapped in development, which I find pretty hard to believe. For my money, I think it's more likely that someone in Game Freak decided the cuter, friendlier design made more sense for a Pokémon caught and evolved early in the game, whereas the monstrous, moth-like look of Venomoth was a better late-game, high-level evolution monster found in a cave. We'll probably never know. Music for Luke Loves Pokemon was created by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. If you're interested and you enjoy the show, please do rate and review us on iTunes and share this podcast with your friends. These early days are really key for finding an audience, and I want to be in touch with as many Pokemon fans as possible. If you have anything to say about the next Pokemon, Weedle, Kakuna and Beedrill, or if there's any other Pokemon you love, let me know all about it. I'm on Twitter and Facebook, at LukeLovesPKMN, and you can email the show at LukeLovesPKMN at gmail.com. I love all Butterfreeze, male, female or somewhere in between, gay, straight, bi or nothing at all. And remember, I love you too.